Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Um, let's get to your news and notes, John. The general news and notes we do this every Tuesday before we hit the mailbag. What do you got for us, my friend? Well, I've already uh, I mentioned uh, guys in coverage. I looked up. A- Closing quarterback rating against the Texans. And the best by far in seven starts, Derek Stingley Jr., 55.2. That is incredible. The others, not so much. Jalen Petrie, the opposing quarterback rating going against him, 149.8. Okay, and just for point of reference, perfect is 158.3. That's the maximum your passer rating can be in the NFL. And Jalen Petrie is what, 149.3? 149.8. Oh, my God. The worst linebacker, and we've seen this all year, Henry Tuatoa, 136.4. But Christian Harris, who had a terrible game Sunday, his rating against him, 115. Now, the best best linebacker, Sean, is we would be – easy to pick out would be Blake Cashman 77.6, but he left the game and may not even play. He's, he's hurt too. Yeah. We, I mean, he, John, that gets lost in the wash just because it's Stroud and it's Nico. And that just is a completely debilitating blow to your offense. But Blake Cashman going out is that's no small potatoes right there either. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Steven Nelson's is real good. Uh, Jimmy Ward's is bad, 91.2. So the quarters have been good, except Javier Thomas, 110 rating against him. But Steven Nelson and Derek Stingley have been good. Problems of safety have not been, and the linebackers have not been other than Cashman. Other than that, it's not a problem. Yeah, exactly. What's Sheldon Rankin's passer rating against John? Let's give some give me some of the defensive linemen just to give me some zeros there. Well, or something. unfortunately, I didn't I didn't do any I'm joking any of them, but 
Sheldon Rankins has five sacks. He got his fifth against the Jets. And that's the most he's had since 2014 when he had eight. He's okay. a terrific addition. Shout out to John Grenard, too. Hit double digits on sacks with the two sacks he had this past Sunday um, against the New York Jets. John, is your hope that Derek Stingley Jr. just follows DeAndre Hopkins all over the field on Sunday? That would be the best way to do it. He's by far their best receiver. Let's see what the young guy can do against the old guy who had a great game on Monday night. He is, let's see, a hundred, he he if he has over a hundred yards again, he'll have a thousand. He's going to be way over a thousand. It looks like now because he's not. Nico Collins already hit it. I believe Diop is like a hundred and ten something like that out. By the way. Uh, John Grenard, who played a tremendous game and otherwise terrible performance by the defense second half. He is the first Texan to hit double digits since J.J. Watt in 2018 when he had 16. Yep, yep, that was uh, that was J.J. That was the one kind of healthy year J.J. had on the back end of his Texans career. <laughs> he, fully healthy and fully productive. He was healthy in 2020, but uh, that was just a weird – that was a weird season. Um, so, yeah, good, good, for, uh, good for old uh, – Jonathan Grenard, or as the Pat McAfee show crew calls him, Johnny Greenard. Greenard, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what uh, 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 my mind's going blank. Guard who does film work every week from the NFL Network, Baldinger. Uh, yeah, who? Yeah. Baldinger. Yeah, he calls Baldinger, him Greenard. Yeah, yeah Brian Baldinger. Jonathan Greenard. By Greener. the way, Greenard's going to make a lot of money, and you hope it's from the Texans because he's real good against the run. He and uh, Will Anderson Jr. are the best duo against the run in the league who mm. play on the edge. Now, another one, this is interesting. You think of how bad the Texans have been uh, these last few years. They uh, gave up zero points in the first half. That's the first time that's happened since uh, 2019 when they mm. did it at Tennessee back when they were 10-6 and six and won their last AFC South title. And uh, that was just such a weird game, 30 points in the second half. I don't know about you, Sean. I thought at halftime they had a chance. They played all those close games, had a chance to win another one, wait for a Stroud miracle. Where were you at halftime? I was. Uh, I, I had tweeted this when Nico went down and when the rain was a real factor. Is that, John, these two teams are basically equals right now. You take Nico Collins out, you add elements into a, a quarterback who CJ, for whatever reason, has some sort of – it feels like some sort of text textural thing going on with a wet football. Remember there was that blurb on the mic'd up of him telling Dieter to change his jersey because Dieter couldn't stop sweating. Um, so I thought that I I thought between Mother Nature and Nico Collins' injury, they were basically mirror images of each other. And whichever team did something stupid first was going to lose the football game. Um, they gave up a touchdown pass early in the second half. The Texans did to Randall Cobb. That qualifies as stupid for me. Um, so that's that's where I was, which I, I just felt like the first team to make a big mistake was going to be the one to lose that football game because I thought points were going to be much. I thought points were going to be very scarce in the second half, which was true for the Texans. They were very scarce in the second half, um, but the Jets had no problem moving the football. The Jets, John, essentially made the weather a non-excuse. Once the once the Jets, once Zach Wilson threw for three hundred yards, you you no longer can use rain as an excuse. I think what happened in that game, other than injuries, because they were flat, at least offensively from the get-go, and I don't think they were great defensively either. I mean, the, the Jets drove into Texans territory a couple times in the first half of that football game and shot themselves in the foot 
getting backed out of field goal range. I know they punted six times, the Jets did, but they they did have a little bit of success moving the football in the first half, and it was raining in the first half. John, that looked to me, and I'm not making excuses. This is no excuse. I'm just giving you my diagnosis. That looked to me like a group that came out of the tunnel, looked around, saw that it was gray, dreary, rainy, a hostile New York crowd, I guess hostile with air quotes. Um, you're playing an opponent that's not really an opponent that's got a ton of juice. They looked like 53 guys that didn't really feel like being at work that day. Uh, you know, like the, just the environment was a blah kind of environment, and that was conveyed in their quality of play. Um, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And, of course, Robert Sala had the Jets ready to play. Check out these Texans' drives. Punt, yeah. punt, 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 touchdown, downs, downs, down, game over. Yep. Yep. Boy, they were, they were awful on both sides of the ball. I got one more note here. Okay. Texans have beaten four quarterbacks who were the first overall pick in the draft. Trevor mm. Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. They've also yep. beaten Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. They've been good for a long time. Mm -hmm. But they can't beat Zach Wilson, Bryce Young, yeah. or Desmond Ritter the third. Desmond How Ritter, How do you yep. explain it? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's I I wrote that down, John. I jotted that down the other day during the show. These are the six quarterbacks they lost to. These are the seven quarterbacks that they've beaten. And you're absolutely right. Kenny Pickett was the other quarterback. He was a first-round pick that they beat this season. But yeah, the six quarterbacks they lost to, Lamar Jackson, basically Gardner Minshew. I mean, Anthony Richardson was knocked out of that game. They lost to a combination of Minshew and Richardson. And then Ritter, Young, no crime in losing to Trevor Lawrence, but then Zach Wilson. It's just, John, I, I think, I mean, I don't want to oversimplify this. They are a largely young football team with some solid veteran free agents, but no world beaters. They didn't sign any pro bowlers in free agency or anything like that. They're a much more talented roster than they used to be, but they're a team that the, the core players on this team don't really have a great grasp on how to win week to week at the NFL level. I mean, Will Anderson and CJ Stroud and many of the young players on the team have been part of winning programs in college, but that doesn't translate to knowing what to do week to week to win in the NFL. This is who they are. They're a middle of the pack football team and middle of the pack football teams occasionally lose to bad teams. And occasionally they rise up and beat good teams. I said this, I think on Sunday with you and I've said it during the season and I'll say it again. If they're going to go and be nine and eight this year, which that's that's what it's looking like right now, uh, you, you know, it, I'm not picking them to win this game this weekend, um, and I think there's probably another loss on there somewhere. Uh, so nine and eight, and I don't know if that's good enough to get into the postseason or not with all the tiebreakers that they own over some of these teams. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. If I have a 500 football team that's back on a winning track for the first time in four years, it's largely a young team with an ascending young franchise quarterback. Um, I'm willing to live with in the rebuilding year, in the reascension year. I'm willing to live with losses to teams like Carolina and the Jets with Zach Wilson if it's mixed in with things like wins over Cincinnati in Cincinnati, wins over Pittsburgh with a hostile Pittsburgh crowd here <laughs> um, in in Houston. Um, you know, and 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 we could go through you know beating Jacksonville in Jacksonville early in the season. Um, so I, beating Denver, I, look, Denver all of a sudden is getting all this love again. A week after losing to the Texans, Denver goes out and they destroy the Chargers this weekend. And now Denver's right back in the top 10 in a lot of people's power rankings. So this thing, the recency bias in the NFL is worse than it's ever been because of social media. The Texans go into Tennessee and they win that football game. 
they're they're everybody's darling again. You know, like they did it without their quarterback and they did it without their weapons. And boy, this this was D'Amico Ryan's defining moment as a head coach. You know, that's what the narratives will be. So I I'm I'm totally cool with where they're at overall right now. And the fact that they're I can live with the losses to bad teams because there's three or four wins over really good teams mixed in there as well. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Saw a stat this morning that said, Listed uh, records against teams with winning records, and the Texans are one of the few teams with a winning record. Yeah, against teams with winning records. John, I think that I think that bodes really well for the future of this football team. I, they, you, when you get better as a team, you know what gets eliminated? Losses to teams like Carolina. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't stop beating the good teams. You 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 eliminate the losses to the bad teams. So that's. That's what I'm. That's what I'm excited about. All right, let me like, ask you: If you can improve one thing, yeah, from this team right now, take away quarterback, because we assume Stroud will be back, yeah, at some point. But if you can improve one team, one thing, what would it be? Running game, running game on offense, and it's not even close because it's an offensive league. I, I know points have come down this year than years past, um, but it's still a league that is largely dictated by being able to score points, being able to go get points at crucial junctures in the game, converting third downs things like that. It's not, John, it's a total no-brainer running game. And not, and not the ability to run the ball on first and 10, not getting 16-yard runs when it's first and 25. I don't count any of those. These Dame, these Devin Singletary runs when it's end of the half and the defense is loosened up or it's first and 25 and Damian Pierce is getting 22 yards. I don't even count those. I want this running game to be able to line up on first and 10 and give you second and three. I want this team to be able to line up and run the football in fourth quarters of games when they need to burn clock out and they're not leaning on C.J. Stroud to throw short passes to do that. It's To me, it's a total no-brainer, John. You get the running game going. And because this we know, they're, they're still going to run the football. If I've got to watch them run the football, I want to watch them run the football well. What about you? What's yours? Same thing. Yeah. And clearly, and they're going up against a good run defense that doesn't have Jeffrey Simmons, their best player. They've just gone up against the 32nd and the tied for 28th worst run defenses, and they still can't Game run. Can't run. Yeah, it's, it's it's wild. So that's that that's that's mine, John, and it's um, it's not even close, honestly. Um, all right, so that that that's it for our news and notes, John. That's it. All right, good stuff as always. That's general news and notes. We do it every Tuesday. A few little tidbits to make you a little smarter at the water cooler. 